this is public, but very few people will comprehend the point of it. The main part of this podcast is going to be a conversation between Paul Watson and I. Not the best recording in the world because it's a just ad-lib, off-the-cuff phone conversation between two old men who have restarted their lives from scratch on a number of occasions. And this particular episode is addressed to people who had experiences similar to the experience of being in a religious cult that controlled your thinking by whatever means. So you made decisions that were in favor of the continuation or the expansion of that cult. Almost, there's an evolutionary process that goes on with cults. And you have experienced it without even knowing you experienced it. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about life after that. Yeah, man. All right, I'm 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 back and I've got all my honeydews done. So I'm yeah. I'm sitting here on the porch and I'm thinking about the most noble question in the world, according to Benjamin Franklin, was what good can I do in it? And I think it's pretty much just like cleaning up your room. Like what? Like cleaning up your room. Well, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm cleaning up the shop. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is that's exactly what we needed to do. Like, just that's kind of our role in the world. You know, the this is this is where my my brain has been going. Is that me and you and Kyle, at least, I don't know about Bruce Brown, you may, but we all believe that when we ask Jesus Christ to come into our heart, he did it. Right. He actually did it. And when he died on the cross and said, it is finished, that included what he had done for us. Right. That included, because he later on he says, I'm not telling you that I'm going to pray for you. The Father himself hears your prayers. You know. He said it straight out. And, you know, like people have, have this imaginary Jesus. And that cult members, as cult members, we we created an imaginary Christianity inside the foundation that was loosely linked to Tony and Susan Alamo, but more much more tightly linked to the King James Version of the Bible. That That's where our real religion was, linked to those words in that Bible, infallible words in that book. That was the cult I was in. Tony and Susan Alamo were minor players in it. And then after we left, 
the cult of Tony and Susan Lamo changed from being a subset of the cult of the King James Version of the Bible to being an evil bubble completely outside the bubble of truth, not not even connected to it in any way. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good example because uh, the things that kept progress, then after all, you might say the good people left, then it's just the chief essence was left as J.R. Richardson would say. The what? place was just left, left with uh, crooked people, uh, injured people, uh, you know what I mean? In, in, you know, there's a word, I, I just learned this word in, in the past couple of years, the word enthralled. You know, yeah. you, you see a lot of people, oh, this movie enthralled me or that enthralled me. But what enthralled means made a slave of you. A thrall, right. a thrall is a slave. A, that's the word, the northern European word for slave. So when mm-hmm. you were being enthralled... You were you were being made subservient to this idea that you were thinking. This idea took a, a position above you. It took a superposition. It became a supposition, and then that became a superstition, and then that became a religion. Well, you know, for me, uh, I don't I don't quite feel like that because early on. Uh, I begin to see that everybody at the foundation wasn't a Christian. They didn't believe what I believed. Yeah. But, yeah. But I didn't have the right to say, you shouldn't be here. You know, and I figured making something along the mind, if I don't destroy anything virtuous coming their way, I didn't want to have anything to do with me being a part of them not being, having a good view of God. And that, I'm still like that. You know, if, if, I, if I figure I'm doing something that might be not totally what people call scriptural, that's my business. But I don't want to stumble them. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? I, and, and so, we, you know, that's, that's a doctrine from that cult that we were in that, excluded Tony and Sue. They weren't really a part of it. But there was a group of men and women in the foundation who felt that way. They didn't want to stumble anybody. They didn't want to be a bad testimony. They you know, they they just they just wanted to live a life that was pleasing to the Lord. But that con- that concept of lordship is an enthralling concept. And it's not biblical. Neither. Well, you know, for me, like what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say, looking at the word involved, the only thing that I was really involved with was life with God. And I, I used to have problems, and I didn't realize it. Even uh, then, even then that's, that's not the word, man. God didn't make us slaves. Those translations that say he made us his bondservant and all that, that's yeah, yeah. He said, when you know the truth, the truth, the makes, truth you, free. No, makes you free. It, mm-hmm. it creates a free thing from you. You're a new creature. You're a free man. You, well, got, you got no, you got no, you know, God's not asking us to be his slaves. He's not exactly asking us to be his servants. He's 
putting us in his service. He made salt out of us so we could do right. salty things. Well, you know, at the end of the, end of the day, what a, a lot of people miss in the cult, I never considered myself, you know, I, I kind of reject the notion that, that for, yeah, I was in a cult that turned into a cult, just like most of the churches are cults right now. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, but for me, I believe in loving people. But let me, let me, let me share this with you. I didn't realize there was a big difference between me and a lot of people until some years later. Uh, the way I lived my life was to God. So, like, uh, it was a bunch of guys on the tree crew especially that hated me because I didn't play their game. Like, you always had guys who wanted to be the former, be the first one. They wanted to be the top dog. Yeah. Started in it started in Bakersfield where people were raising who feel who could pick the most. Me, I did a good conscientious job and I worked hard and I definitely wasn't the slowest guy around. But I did an honest work. And when I saw somebody doing something that was dishonest and I would mention it to them, then I started being despised. That started early on in Bakes. And I didn't realize how despised I was until some years later on the tree crew. You know what I mean? And uh, some guy wrote a report on me, and Tony kicked me out. I said, what? Come to find out when I came back, because of good friends that I had, honest guys, like, like Pete Reza and uh, uh, Ricky Romero, they said, yeah, man, people talk about you like a dog. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, my, my, it's, it's, hold on, hold on for a second. Uh, yeah, so, uh, hold on, hold on, let me go turn the fan off. It's actually up. Uh, at heater. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, where I was at, and like I said, I didn't realize where I was at. I was in a, a different place from a, a lot of people there. And yeah. it's like it's like Bill Levy, his saying was true. I would, that would be one of the two things I would agree with Bill Levy on because I didn't like Bill Levy. <laughs> Not because... Uh, I just didn't like him. I just didn't like what he did. You know what I mean? He was a slickster. Yeah. And he and he, he was a hustler, and he was perverted, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, you so, uh, POV. But, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I realized things that went to the side. But at the same time, like like I, I was telling Bruce, uh, when Susie died, I said, well, it's definitely time for me to go now. But God said to me, he said, no, I don't want you to leave now. I got some more things I want to teach you. I want to show you some things. And so I stayed for a couple of years more. And then I got kicked out <clears throat> because of some more crap people be pulling. I said, well, that's it for me. God said, okay, you're good now. And so, I, you know, I didn't even try to go back. And uh, I can tell you that story later. But uh, where 
where I come to find out where I was then without me knowing it is that I wasn't operating like, say, as a servant. I just like God. You know what I mean? And I think there's a few more people like that. A lot of people was like that at different levels. And But I agree what you're saying. It's not about being enthralled or being a servant because I've been reading those words and where I'm at now with God, what I see, everything that's going on is a love story between us people, the world, people, and God. And all this stuff about Lord, one of the main reasons I don't like the word Lord, I come discover after I realize that what I've been feeling with God is more about love and respect and him caring for me, friendship and fathership is uh, the word Lord. Whenever I hear it, I think of the despots of Europe, you know, all those wicked kings. Yeah. You know. And and, and the, the despots of Babylon and the despots of India yeah. and China. Hey, listen, I'm going to... I'm going to cut this off in a second, but I want to run this by you. This is why I was calling you first thing this morning. It was that these conversations that we're having right now, the kind of recording that I'm doing right now, is not high enough quality for us to make it public. But I would like to have these conversations essentially in public by, mm-hmm. by, by putting them on the podcast and putting them on YouTube. And I'd like for you and John Kyle and Bruce Brown to be the first four that are involved in this and that we would go down this line. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you all, all four of you, I haven't talked to Bruce yet, but I'll, I'll get in contact with him. I'm going to tell you this story the way that I'm looking at it. The way that I'm looking at it is our generation of human beings have breathed and eaten material that didn't even exist on earth before our generation. Different, <laughs> different kinds of chemicals and plastics, you know, the the, hydro, right. the hydrogen bombs sent all that radioactivity up into the atmosphere. It, that Nothing like that had ever happened on earth before. No human beings have ever breathed the air that we breathe. And, you know, the, the feeling in the foundation for me always was we're the last generation and now it's not no no i'm we don't we don't have to even think of ourselves as the last generation but we do need to think of ourselves as being what jesus said he would make of us he said that he had made us the light of the world he said that we are the salt of the earth. In another place, he said the reason he did what he did was so he could bring forth many sons unto glory. His glory. Many sons to glorify him in action, not just in word, but by their very being, by being the light of the world. Want to try that? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. You know, that's that's you know, as I was what I'm what I wanted to say is as I was talking to Bruce Brown because I was curious about what are they doing now, what's going on? Why would they have a website? Why would they put a, a building and put a sign up to say Tony Alamo Christian Church? The guy's a reprobate. And 
the whole thing is uh in a way so vexing I don't want to have nothing to do with it. Right. And that the foundation doesn't have anything to do really with what I'm talking about. It's a bubble. It's a it's like a bubble that I popped a long time ago. I went into another bubble and another bubble and another bubble. I kept getting bigger and bigger. I've got history that is the foundation, but it's basically its effect on me as far as decisions, its effect of making me make a wrong decision has been nullified. None of the stuff yeah. that I learned none of the stuff that I learned in the foundation has not been re examined by me or will be re examined by me before I make a decision based on that information. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going through this process of unbelieving lies. So the podcast and YouTube thing that I want to do is based on that concept that you can believe enough to have your child healed at a distance by Jesus Christ and still admit to having problems unbelieving some of the lies that you believe. Because unbelieving is so much more difficult than believing. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, it, it, it just don't come from a religious aspect. It comes from a just everyday life for average people. Right, and it, people. it's it's beyond deprogramming, and it's beyond reprogramming. It's the concept of getting down to the literally, what is your mental conception of reality built upon? Yeah, I hear that. And mine starts with logos. Logos? What do you mean? Logos. What's logos. The word? the word. In the beginning was the word. Yeah. But the the word that's there is a Greek word, and the word is logos. And what it means is the utterance of the first idea. The, you know, we live yeah. and move and breathe, live and move and breathe and have our being in that unnamed God that Paul pointed out to the guys there in Athens. He says, in him, we live and move and breathe, have our being. You know, Christians, if you talk about that stuff, they, they think you're going into some kind of a new agey thing. Yeah. And so I got these four guys who were, who have commonality with me in the area that gave me the stepping stones from the mire to where I am today. I had to right. I had to go through hell. But if you read all the hero stories and you know you you follow just get into the idea of of stories that have been left behind to teach us how to be a good man. Every one of the guys that's given as an example of a good man in the end, one who ends up not being the tyrant king when it's all over, but being the wise old magician on the hill or, you know, the old, the old wise prophet. That's the end of the hero's journey. And you and me and Kyle and Bruce Brown are at that place in our life where we need to look and say, hey, I did not end up the worldly tyrant getting my own way and being the lord of my own house. I ended up one of these guys that's meek 
one of these guys who can speak with Jesus on a first name basis and actually believe that the answers that he gets are valid and testable, scientific right. even. So, all right, and well, uh, I, I'm getting a call there from my fiance. Okay, and I need to get to work too. That's but, important. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pray about what you're saying. I, I just don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about the foundation. I don't want to spend any, any time talking about the foundation that we don't have to spend to establish our credibility. Right. Yeah. Okay, talk to you and, later. Uh, 